0: Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 260 of Lean Blog Audio. If you're not familiar with Lean Blog Audio, you can find more information by going to leanblog.org/audio, where I provide audiobook-style readings of blog posts, and I occasionally do these via YouTube when there are a lot of charts or images in the blog post that really need to be sort of visual. So, if you want to find a link to that video, if you're listening in the podcast, go to leanblog.org audio 260. You'll find a link to the video on YouTube. So today, I'm going to read through um, something I posted, really pointing to the Lean Enterprise Institute's uh, Lean Post website. The headline over there on the Lean Post is, react less and improve more by using SPC more effectively, SPC being Statistical Process Control. So I'm gonna go over to the Lean Enterprise Institute website at lean.org and their section, The Lean Post. So again, the headline, React Less and Improve More by Using SPC More Effectively. Lean transformation work is difficult and time consuming. Nobody complains about having too much time in the day. Therefore, we need to prioritize our use of methods like A3 problem solving and other ways of grasping the situation. Managers and change agents often err in reacting to insignificant changes in a metric, or they declare victory too quickly when a single data point suggests improvement. As I explained in my new book, Measures of Success, when we stop reacting to noise in a metric, we can better focus our improvement efforts, waste less time, and improve more. That should be a core principle of lean management that can help leaders in any setting. While the heart of most improvement work is based on tracking and responding to meaningful metrics, I've seen far too many lean efforts fall short due to confusion about metrics and KPIs or key performance indicators. And not simply because people use the wrong measures. What's worse is that people tend to apply misguided thinking about mining for gold from the cache of data. Donald J. Wheeler, PhD, the author of the fantastic book, Understanding Variation, says that statistical process control, or SPC, is a way of thinking with some tools attached. That reminds me of what some people say about Lean, that it's not just tools, but it's also a new way of thinking. Lean leaders should recognize that SPC charts broadcast the voice of the process by creating a language of improvement that calls out meaningful signals that our system has changed significantly. This vocabulary only makes sense of course to those who are willing to listen, to investigate data without bias in a holistic manner with a willingness to identify and respond to signals instead of overreacting to every bit of noise in the metric. Do you use SPC concepts as part of your organization's lean journey? Have you discovered this proven simple methodology to evaluate your metrics and KPIs? If not, you might be wasting a lot of time asking people to investigate and react to meaningless changes in metric. We're supposed to be opposed to waste, right? When I started working at General Motors in 1995, we used SPC as a tool. We had SPC charts on the shop floor before we later started emulating Toyota's lean practices. Production workers gauged parts and plotted key engine block dimensions dutifully on an SPC chart. However, our senior leaders couldn't see what the charts were really telling us. For example, they refused to let workers stop the line when the SPC chart went out of control, saying that the parts were still in spec. They failed to recognize that those moments were lost opportunities to learn and improve, and workers got understandably frustrated, and customers ultimately suffered when out-of-spec parts later were delivered to the final assembly plant. Workers used the tool, but management didn't share the way of thinking. That was an unhelpful combination. What would Toyota do? A few years back, I was part of a group that toured the Toyota truck plant in San Antonio. A Lean Six Sigma master black belt who was part of our group asked our guide, does Toyota use Six Sigma? The guide said, no, but we teach everybody the seven basic quality tools. These tools, which gained popularity during the Total Quality Management, or TQM era, include methods that many might now label as Six Sigma, including SPC charts, a.k.a. control charts. In the Toyota Way field book, Jeff Liker and David Meyer wrote that companies should consistently measure and plot the measures on simple visual trend charts. The book doesn't discuss SPC, but instead shows an example of a trend chart, aka a run chart, comparing performance over time against a goal. It's important to compare our performance against a goal, but we should also ask another important question, are we improving? A process behavior chart, Wheeler's term for a specific form of SPC chart, provides a great way to see if we are improving. A process behavior chart has the added benefit of helping us avoid overreacting to routine variation or noise in the metric that's not indicative of a change in the system that produces those results. We'll see examples of this below. We can improve the way we measure improvement. A process behavior chart or even a simple run chart provides more context than the methods that I most commonly see embedded in modern-day lean daily management practices in healthcare and other settings. Look at trends instead of making simple comparisons to goals. I often see a leader posting a single data point that represents the most recent day, week, or month. Quite often, this data point is compared to a target, and the number is color-coded as red, not meeting the target, or green, being better than the target. That color coding is in a way visual, but doesn't allow anybody to see trends over time. A leader might also compare the most recent number to the previous periods number, saying that it's up by X or up X percent. However, two data points are not a trend. The factual statement about a percentage improvement doesn't tell us if that change is signal or noise. A process behavior chart can do that. Avoid striking out with bowling charts. I also see many lean daily management boards that display so-called bowling charts, dense tables of numbers, usually with color coding. It's really difficult to see trends in such visual displays as seen below. I mean, looking at the bottom metric, the hospital, the patient hospital rating, we see a mix of red and green. Are we meeting the target? Well, sometimes. Are we getting better? Can we predict future performance? Should we react to any of the latest figures? Those questions are harder to answer from the bowling chart. You know, we might, be, might have been excited by seeing three consecutive green data points only to be discouraged by the reds that followed. But are all of those red data points worth reacting to? A process behavior chart can point the way. Use process behavior charts to know when the system has changed. Process behavior charts allow us to make better management decisions that lead to less wasted time and more improvement. When we react less, we can focus our efforts and improve more. If the hospital ratings metric, which was, again, the bottom row of the bowling chart, as we see here, if that's visualized as what's called an X chart, we see the following chart, which shows the data plotted in blue, the average, the line in green, and two lines that represent what are called the natural process limits of the system and the metric. These upper and lower limits are calculated from the inherent level of variation in our baseline data. These limits are not chosen and they should not be confused with targets or goals. So those of you um, on YouTube can can see the chart and I'll, I'll scroll back up. Comparing it to the red of green and the list of numbers, I think the chart makes it much clearer that we had a metric that had been fluctuating around an average that happened to be near the target. There is routine variation or noise in any system or metric. A stable workplace system will sometimes generate a higher number in some months and a lower number in others. That's that's a fact of life. But not every change in the metric is equally meaningful. The last data point, which might have looked like just another red box on the bowling chart, stands out to us on the X chart. That last data point is well below the calculated lower natural process limit. The last data point is a signal that something has significantly changed in the system and is worth investigating. You know, we could grab an A3 and do some root cause analysis, trying to understand why the hospital rating score dropped so much so quickly. And in fact, I I didn't mention in the article, this data point here for August is actually just slightly below the lower natural process limit, which would have been, maybe a more timely time to react and ask why and and do some troubleshooting. Maybe I should um, get the post edited to reflect that. But this data point here is especially an outlier. And going back to the bowling chart, you know, I don't know if that's really clear. I mean, you see numbers that are in the 70s. You see a number in the 60s now. Um, A lot of people would look at this and say, well, red is red. Red is bad regardless of how red, instead of looking at it with a little bit better statistical perspective. The process behavior chart is designed to filter out noise in the metric so we can detect signals. In too many lean management system environments, I see leaders asking people to explain noise in the metric. There is no root cause to be found for every up and down in the metric. Noise is generated by dozens or sometimes hundreds of common causes that are commingled and intertwined. It would not be a good use of that time for a leader to ask, you know, why? Well, it might be OK to ask why was the August number lower? Um, you know, the July number, we wouldn't ask why um, that was uh, lower than other data points. So I really should maybe go back and um, edit this post. But, you know, the answer to improving the metric um, wouldn't be found in asking why was that one month better if, if that one month was also part of the noise in the metric. So we have three rules for finding signal in the noise. The process behavior chart methodology gives us three rules to use when evaluating an X chart for signals. We don't have to guess. We don't have to rely on rules of thumb like investigate every below average data point or react when we have two data points in the red. Instead, you might consider reacting to any of these three rules. Rule one, any data point outside the limits. Rule two, eight consecutive points on the same side of the central line, or the average. Rule three, three out of four consecutive data points that are closer to the same limit, in this case in the example it's the upper limit, they're closer to the upper limit than they are to the central line. A signal as detected by these three rules is statistical proof that the underlying system has changed. If we have a predictable system that is merely fluctuating within a certain range, It's unlikely to produce, for example, a point outside the limits by mere chance alone. A predictable system is also unlikely to produce eight consecutive data points on the same side of the average. Seeing that would be another signal that the underlying system has changed. And the three rules are illustrated in the X chart that you see uh, here in this post, in this image. When we see a signal, that's a good time to ask what happened. If we only see noise, we can still try to improve that predictable system, but using an A3 and that process will get us better results than asking reactive questions about noise. Back to the first example, when we found the rule one signal below the lower limit, we'd hope the organization could identify a root cause of the decreased patient satisfaction. The hospital can hope to to get the metric back up into its typical predictable range, or better yet, improve performance altogether. The process behavior chart methodology can be used to find a significant shift in the metric, looking for a rule two signal as seen below with more than eight data points above the old average. As the hospital acted to improve patient satisfaction, we see more than eight consecutive points above that old average. This provides better statistical proof of improvement than any bowling chart ever could. The metric has established a higher average and can now be expected to fluctuate between the newly calculated lower and upper limits. We can predict that this metric will always be better than the target unless something again changes in the system or we increase our target to spur further improvement. So let's improve our lean management system. I was fortunate to be exposed to this methodology more than 20 years ago. It's not complicated, it's just a bit different than the way we've always done lean management in many organizations. And we're supposed to be continuously improving our lean management system instead of sticking to the way we've always done things, right? We shouldn't just focus on the waste of frontline workers. We should also focus on reducing the waste of motion that's triggered by overreacting to noise in a metric. Process behavior charts can help and should be part of any lean journey. My uh, new book, Measures of Success, React Less, Lead Better, Improve More, is available now as an ebook through Amazon, Kindle, and Apple Books. The book explains the details of how to create process behavior charts and the key mindsets that help drive more improvement with less waste. And the views expressed in this post do not necessarily represent the views or policy of the Lean Enterprise Institute. And we had some comments coming in, um, Hal Moran says, nice article, Mark. I've also read the book by Wheeler, which is great. Having been a lean practitioner and guide for several decades. I think most leaders are under pressure to do something now, which includes chasing data points. I can't tell you how often I see this. They have no understanding of the voice of the process. So I I replied to Hal, thanks for your comment. I can understand leaders being under pressure to improve. But as you say, chasing individual data points, why was last week bad, is not the path to improving a stable predictable system. Instead of thinking of individual data points, I think it's better to ask questions like, Why is our system's average level or range of performance not where it needs to be? Using an A3 or other systematic analysis and improvement is more effective than looking for a root cause of a data point that is nothing more than noise in the metric. The process behavior chart approach teaches us there is no single root cause for any noise data point. There is a root cause to be found for a signal in the metric. It's really important to connect these charts to our problem solving and improvement process not just make charts that are technically correct. So that's the post. I'm going to scroll back up. I hope you'll go find it on the LEI website. You can find a link to that by going uh, to my blog, leanblog.org slash audio 260. And I would encourage you to go subscribe to the Lean Blog Audio podcast. You can do that through Apple Podcasts and other places. You can find links for all of that at leanblog.org slash audio. So again, this has been... Mark Raven, thank you for checking this out.